0: Welcome to Rose Ed, the Definitive Soccer Podcast, and what a week. No more Nuno as Don Antonio joins the Tottenham title charge. Ronnie rescues United again, and Bayern, Juve, and Liverpool all sail through in the Champions League, as the Ajax. However, their hitman, Dusan Tadic, has an unfortunate collision with the woodwork that means now, well, perhaps his wood won't work. look. Work it out for yourselves, okay, guys. Right, <laughs> welcome to Rose Ed the Definitive Soccer Podcast. Uh, you're right, Hannah East.
1: I am, thank you, Joe Forrester TV. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On cue, absolutely internally rotting.
0: It's quite a a sickly podcast this week, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I know. We've
0: all got germies. Um, Me me and you are are quite ill. Mike's
2: in fine health though, aren't you, mate? Yeah, I feel like I'm the only one that's okay, but considering I'm going out for a mate's birthday on Friday, I feel like there's a 99% chance of me catching this virus, so (sighs) my fingers are crossed. I was wondering so what you were going to say. do go out
0: and lick people. <laughs> Don't go out and lick people and you'll be okay. Well, basically, it's what happened to me. I went to a wedding where quite a few you people. You were licking people at I, a wedding? Well, well yes, actually. Because you know, you, you get like drunk and you're in the dance room are like, mate, I ain't seen you. We need to do this again. You're like, nah. like, oh, and like, you all get your man. arms around each other and then everyone's just horribly ill afterwards.
1: Do you know, you just did something there, Joe, that Mike was talking about before we started the podcast. Apparently there's like an app you can listen to with like random sounds that people find enjoyable. And you just did the like bleh, bleh, sick one. And then the kissing one.
0: Well, so this is so what Mike was talking about was ASMR, which is like a, basically people like it is, it's not actually just sound. It's kind of any sort of sensory thing. So it can be like, um, I remember listening to a Russell Brand podcast. He was talking about people get sometimes people like, uh, you know that thing when the optician blows air in your eyes? Yeah. People like yeah. that, they find that really nice or like if I someone like that. strokes your mm-hmm. head, like do you remember that like where people like stroke your head or something they really like that. And some people like sounds. Oh. But like it's not a sexual thing, it's like a relaxation comfort thing.
1: Just put your hand behind your head again, Joe. Cuz we can see that you've actually got hair cuz normally <laughs> it just looks like you just little leg on there, but you've actually we can see that you've actually got hair.
0: A square know. egg. Well, because I said last week, obviously, that I look like Sinead O'Connor in the "Nothing Compares to You" video, and I'm yeah. really scared that she's going to see it because she's quite like aggressive on social media.
1: Yeah, and I thought that she was dead, but she's not.
0: She's not. She's very much alive, yeah. Hannah. she's well, Stop she
1: slagging is. her off. We're trying to. No, I'm not slagging her off. I love Sinead O'Connor. I was actually really upset when I thought that she had died, but now you said she's alive, I'm really happy about it.
0: We're trying to get guests on the podcast. Do you think we could get? I think we could get Sinead O'Connor. I reckon, Mike. Between us, we could we could book her in an afternoon.
2: I will sort it. What out do
0: um, right. It's been a big week, Hannah. So yeah. you are you finally ready to admit that Spurs 10 points off top with Antonio Conte in are going to be serious title challengers?
1: Um, well, I think you just maybe be, you, you're just talking about Conte this, Conte that. But what about your actual players? Because they haven't been, that's such a dirty cup. Well, what happened? cocks on the like, screen When did you right last wash that No, so cup what, that's... What,
0: what happened, it <laughs> looks like an you
1: Dribble.
0: No, so what happened is I put it in the microwave to heat it up so the milk was warm and it all exploded over the side. But we were already late to start recording. So, see, it's got coffee it's on like the we side. we were
1: waiting for you.
0: Oh, the J as well. <laughs> that's coffee. Yeah, J for Joe. Joe just licking,
2: licking a cock
0: I was about to, on the screen. I was, about to say J, J. Very good. I was about to say J for Giant Willie, but obviously Giant is spelt with a G. Good. Yeah. Wow. yeah, great. It's a good start. Right, so Conte's at Spurs. And I've I've always said that Nuno wasn't the man and Nuno out. So it's nice no, to have Conte, Conte in. <laughs>
1: You were like, you're such a floozy. You were like, oh yeah, Nuno, we trust. But I mean, never mind. It you don't have to ask me because he's, you know, he's, he's an amazing manager. His credentials are fantastic, Thank all that you. stuff. But it's about the players, and, and the players haven't been performing. So was it the manager or was it the players? That's it, a question you can answer.
0: I think it's basically it's, it, it was the seventh man. Who they approach for the job and the first one to say yes. So I think my mum said something this week that Noon,
2: your best mate, my mum. Mike, they've got an ongoing well, war. she, um, she called you a wanker the other day? She as called as, like a wanker. <laughs> as, soon as, she, as soon as she's brought up, that like, instantly my anger levels just rise through the roof.
1: He's like sweating.
2: Um, but she said that Nuno was
0: like a lamb to the slaughter, and I, I, I really yeah. kind of agree with that. He was, he was the seventh man in. So the fans knew that he wasn't wanted. We didn't want him. We knew it's going to be negative football. The players are thinking, well, this is the only bloke who said yes to the job. I've got no respect for you. Yeah. That's not going to motivate me. I just don't think he ever had a chance. And I would feel a bit sorry for him, to be honest, because yeah. he's not a bad coach. And the first question he got asked in his first press conference was, what's going on with Harry Kane? And like, I think maybe at that point he thought, oh, God, what have I done? Um, it, was, it was never going to work out. And I see that now. <laughs> so, but Antonio Conte is, is an elite level manager. He's one of the best yeah. five managers in the world, I would say. So to have him in, I'm genuinely excited. Mike, you must be fuming.
2: Yeah, I was pretty upset and I was sort of like wishing it wasn't true because I'd saw what happened in the summer. And obviously the deal didn't quite work out, didn't didn't go there. And I was wondering maybe why that happened. I'm not sure what that stage would have been different. Maybe because Kane's future wasn't settled. He wasn't happy with that or the sort of direction of travel, maybe like the the summer spending. Whatever reason it was, he didn't go. But yeah, he is the top-class manager. I just think it will only be a short-term appointment because Antonio Conte tends to stay there, win instantly, and then it all blows up in his face like it has done at Chelsea. Like yeah. when he told uh, Diego Costa that he didn't want him via text. Um, and then he was out of the door not long later. And then at Inter it was like reports of, you know, uh, debates with the board about finances and they'd sold like Lukaku and like they wanted to sell Hakimi and all their best players and then he left. So I feel like something will happen. It's just whether he can get that team up to a standard where they can win something before it all blows up in his face. And I don't know whether that's going to happen. I think there will be an uplift, but I don't know. It, it depends. It, what like what do you think Spurs' ambitions are? Do you think top four or is it like a cup I I don't really know what he would be expected to
0: win yeah I agree with you I don't think he's there for the long term because he's he's just never really done that even at Juve I think he was there four years and three of those years obviously he won three titles in a row but I want I mean I'd be looking for get us back into the top four to a state that where we're again a club that would become attractive to players and managers and then the next guy we get in a high level manager for the long term. It's just someone's got to get us back to where we were. Because a few years ago, we were a regular top four club and we just, and it's a sinking ship at the moment and we just need somebody to salvage that, I think.
1: And do you think that's the right way forward? Like he's kind of already set up I don't mean for a fail because your, your expectations of him are very very high but you're already talking I don't think he's going to be a long-term manager is that what you're obviously very passionate about Spurs Joe and you've supported them all your life do you do you see that as as the right way forward just to find somebody as a quick fix then find somebody else to take over from that person that you may potentially have to sack because you don't think they're the future
0: of Spurs? The reality is, is in the last like three and a half years, ever since Tottenham started building that new stadium, Daniel Levy's management of the club, having been previously immaculate, has been shambolic. And he essentially, not only wouldn't give Mauricio Pochettino any money to spend, but was selling players out from underneath him. And his big gamble was that Pochettino would do enough of a good job to keep Tottenham in the Champions League. And eventually, Poch lost faith The squad lost faith. He fired Pochettino, got the wrong manager in, bought players that he wanted, had to fire that manager, pay him off, got another wrong manager in. So we're now not at a stage where it's like, okay, who's going to be the next guy to take us forward on a long-term project? It's someone's got to save us because this club is crumbling. And the worst thing about the United game on Saturday was not that we played badly because you've got to play to play badly. I just thought there was just nothing. It was like one team were playing a friendly and weren't bothered about attacking despite the fact that they were losing 3-0. And the other team were a professional football team in the top flight league. It was, something needs to happen to arrest that slide. And if that's Conte for 18 months, then so be it. I've happy with that. I've just got to see it going the other way at this point.
1: Yeah. And of all managers to get in. I mean, you're kind of guaranteeing that this manager, that Conte is going to, set you in the right direction where you need to be and hopefully start to turn things around because like you say this has been happening for a while with spurs it's not just nuno that's made things change but do you not do you not feel that i mean it was it was fairly quick within the season to sack him you think that was a right decision 100% to to get rid of him at this stage
0: i just think you could see you could see the collapse happening on the pitch And those players don't care. And I just really think Premier League players these days, instead of thinking I'm going to salvage this situation, they're looking for the exit. And I guarantee that they'd have all been on the phone to their agents going like, look, if you can get me, if you can find interested clubs, I'll move. And then Tottenham aren't my problem anymore. Whereas now I think bringing Conte in gives you a huge uplift. Also, He's famously a prick. So they've got to be ready to work hard. And there's a lot of Deadwood at that club, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of people there. Like, I'd say eight or nine, the first 11 are decent top six players. There's a lot of players there. Harry Winks, Deli um, even people who've been really great servants, like Ben Davis and stuff. Like, I just think there's lots of people that have got to be moved on. And I think, to go back to what Mike said a while ago, I think the reason he's come now is he wouldn't come in the summer. Is I think there's got to be something on paper from Levy saying there's going to be money to spend, because that was yeah. why Conte didn't want to come before because he just didn't think the resources were there. And I think there's
2: got to be something there now. Yeah. What an absolute mess, though! Literally, like they they could have saved all the money that they gave Nuno and just given it to Conte instead, and it would have made it because yeah. to to convince him to come, surely they've said to him as as you, as you say. Like, this is what you'll have to spend, even in January. And January's like a hard month to get players in, good players in. So it's like, why? Why well, didn't goes, they do it at the time? It goes a bit further than that. Because actually, when they sacked Potch pretty much roughly two years ago, if
0: they'd have given Potch 150 million, 200 million to spend, that's probably about the same as they've lost through firing managers, buying players that they don't need, not getting into the Champions League, what it's cost them in terms of TV rights and stuff like that. Probably cost them the same, but the club is now two years down the line and in a much worse position. So yeah. it was, for someone who's such a famously good businessman like Daniel Levy. I think he's been really, really short-sighted. Do you not? What, do you not think um,
2: he needs to answer the questions then? Like because as, as much as you hire and fire managers, like this guy has completely effed it. Like for, for the last three, four seasons, like yeah. going back to when they didn't give Poch a new player in like three transfer windows.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Dan, Daniel Levy has been a brilliant chairman for Spurs and he's kind of taken us from a very mediocre low and mid-table club to a European club and then cemented us in the Champions League for a few years. But then he's just made howler after howler. And I really do think that he's, he's the chairman of the club. But he's not the owner of the club. And if I was Joe Lewis, who owns the club, I'd be looking at replacing my chairman because he's running the business wrong. But anyway, but Hannah, yeah, Ronnie saved United again. And thankfully you came up against the only team in the league worse than Manchester United on Saturday in Spurs (laughs) and that saved his job. Were you sort of hoping that you lose so he would go?
1: no i wasn't um i don't have that approach i don't feel that he he should go just yet i'm not as as fickle i'm going to say you've got to give people a chance and a vision isn't just turned around in a couple of matches so conte for example has promised that he's going to for the fans you know your spurs are going to start to play attractive football managers can promise everything you need to give them a bit of time to execute their vision and what they want to do so you know, everyone was slagging Ole off, and rightly so after the performance against Liverpool. It was diabolical. You included. However, yeah, I was, because it was terrible. I was there, I was watching, and it was it was an embarrassment. Um, but I'm pleased that United won and beat Spurs um, at the way that they did. Do you see Rashford's face when he scored, though? It was very much like he wasn't like, yeah, come on. It was very much like looking up at the fans as if, like, you deserved it more than Rashford deserved that. Um so yeah, I mean I think, I think you're
0: reading you're reading a lot into a facial expression there.
1: No, but it was it was the that kind of vibe from the players. They are aware of how terrible they were against Liverpool and mm. they know how much they need to give back to the fans and they know how disappointed everyone was, how much pressure was on Ole going into it. Like some some teams would probably want the manager to be sacked um in certain instances. Like you say there's a lot of money in football, people are out for themselves. If the club's doing it badly, speak to your agent. Can I, I want to go see if there's any interest for me to go somewhere else? else but there are players that actually believe in the club and rightly so believe in the manager and I think a lot of players for United do believe in Ole uh, more so than sort of the media makes out so I think they're not going to they were never going to sack him after Liverpool and if they did I think a lot of people would have been very very surprised yes it was terrible but you know still give him a chance and then look what we did against against Spurs we changed the formation Um, having the three centre-backs made a huge difference five at the back I think that really changed the dynamic. But then, you know, midweek with Varane being injured and him coming off the pitch, that we kind of went back to our old ways again. And I think that was very evident as just kind of hoping that moving forward, we just don't allow all these pockets of space that we had against Liverpool um, and this weekend. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but I'm not, I'm not for Ollie getting sacked.
0: Are you were last not think week, th- though. Yeah, I was just gonna. The, say, you're calling him yeah, I'll look at her face. But, She's thinking of some a way to get out of it.
1: No, yeah. I just I I've thought about it a lot, and it's you like, like you resigned to it. it.
2: Like you, you didn't say like oh, I don't. You didn't say I want him out, but you would. You were almost like resigned to him going because the way that I see it, if you if you would have got rid of him, like Conte was available, but now Conte has gone, so he yeah, he probably he, got caught wind of the fact that like United weren't going to sack Oli, and was like, you know what, I'm not sticking around any longer. But I'm, you, can't, you can't sack
1: a manager just because somebody is available because that that's ridiculous. You can't say, oh, Conte's available. I'll tell you what, right, Oli, you were rubbish at the weekend. Let's sack you. Let's get yeah, somebody it's else. Yeah, but not, it's
2: not a weekend, Hannah. It's been a long, long time that United have been... I think the, the fact that he's gone... We were
1: second last season. We just need some silverware and then everyone will pipe I, down. I, everyone I, but, will pipe no. down about Ronaldo. Everyone will pipe no, down about
2: Oli. At my right now, it all just seems like panic going on. Like, you it sign is, Ronaldo yeah. doesn't really fit. Doesn't really fit your team, and then like you get battered by your rivals, Liverpool, and then you start playing yeah. free at the back. I think they got lucky coming up against Spurs because Spurs are awful. I mean, in, in in the North London derby, they just didn't play anyone in midfield. They were just like just yeah. do whatever you want. It was Not the easiest anymore, North London derby ever. No, I think Spurs. You, um, Joe, you'd admit Spurs have been terrible, and they. Based, I, it was the best opponent that that United could have asked for. I just feel like. It's just panic stations if if they had any like sense of long term planning, they would have gone, all right, ollie, he's not really doing the business, yeah, he's been here, he's done a decent job, but now now you've got these high level players he doesn't know how yeah. to manage and he doesn't know how to get his tactics right, you need that next level and I think Conte was the best man for the job I'm not saying that because he's available as Joe said he's one of the best managers in the world so
1: yeah but would obviously like the the way he manages and how sort of aggressive he is um, with his implementation um, I think I don't think he would have suited Manchester United I don't think he would have suited the team in my opinion I don't think he would have done I don't think Conte would have been the right manager for United so he's, he's an amazing manager but I don't think he would have been right for United and if the the United board thought he would have been right. They had the opportunity to sack Ollie at the time after that performance against Liverpool and just say, right, come on, let's see if Conte's interested. But... They didn't for a reason. Just you know like?
2: sucking.
0: Would you know what, Hannah? East, you're like a, you're like a politician. I've just realised yes, this. Yes, yes, yeah. Because you sort of like because I'm I'm openly an idiot and change my mind every week. But you're sort of like no, look. I just think the way he's so aggressive in his implementation, I don't think necessarily for the current program that the party is rolling. And you try. You, you know, and you said I'm like Boris Johnson. You, well, you know me and Mike. Yeah. You, know me and Mike are, you know me and Mike are thick, so you try and tie us up in knots and we get. Uh, us uh, excuse me. Speak for yourself. Um, also Mike you touched your nipples that's the first time you've yeah, done you that it's James,
2: catching
1: like, yeah
2: oh no yeah um, see yeah, I've think... been hanging around with you too much I've, I'm also becoming an idiot and touching uh, nipples just, at the same time it's
1: just football though oh here we it? go like, go on Prime one... Minister yeah listen come on <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just it's football only it's, it's only a game it's only a game the political party um, it's just one week you have a bad performance you hate your team you hate the manager the next week but don't. I don't know why you're looking so surprised Joe you it's do, do every week, week at about Nuno East out
0: East out. No, listen. listen.
1: Out, yeah. let's, see, let's see how we are at Christmas. If we're in a bad state at Christmas, then United will take action. Um, I think you're going to be in a bad
2: state when you play Man City, Hannah. It's going to oh, be well, awful. Think,
1: I'm actually not going. After what happened at the Liverpool game um, and the punch up around me, I'm actually not going to the. I sold my tickets um, okay. for the derby on on Saturday at lunchtime. Because I actually don't want to be in that environment on on Saturday.
0: Are you going to text anyone and, to find out who who won though? Because I'd quite like not that City United. I mean, in the punch up, but I'd quite like to know. I feel like invested yeah, well, now.
1: Well, yeah, that I think uh, the guy who sits next to us, not the one with dog breath, the other one. Um, we've got his mobile number, so we'll find out um, if it if it kicked off.
0: Yeah, do let us know. I think it's very yeah, exciting. I will. If you listen to the podcast regularly, then you'll be well aware of our amazing sponsor, Hoosh, and perhaps you'll even have used some of their men's hair removal cream for a bit of much needed downstairs deforestation.
1: And because you listen to Rose Ed, Hoosh are offering 20% off everything on their website. That's hoosh.uk, including their in-shower vegan-friendly hair removal cream and intimate
0: wipes. Now remember, Hoosh Men's Removal Cream is formulated using aloe vera, chamomile oil, neroli, Hamamelis virginiana water, coconut oil, provitamin B5 and witch hazel water phew, to give men beautifully smooth, hair-free skin. So if you want to go hair-free without the hassle, just visit hoosh.uk and enter the code hoosh20 at the checkout. That's hoosh20.
1: Happy hooshing.
0: Speaking of managerial changes, uh, Unai Emery, the most evil-looking man in football, mm-hmm. rejected Newcastle. If even Count Dracula doesn't want to go and go and manage you, Mike, then, I mean, you're on. you know that you're an evil club, don't you?
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't really know what's going on there. I think maybe he's seen the project and it's all just a bit shambolic. I'm I'm not sure, but it's all just a bit slapdash, isn't it? We've got loads of money now. We're not really sure what the strategy is. I think they've been linked to about 10 million managers. Uh, Emery's probably feeling like, I'm not really sure what's going on. But I think he was annoyed uh, from reports I've read that um, the sort of interest around him was so public um and he got asked about it in his pre-match uh press conference before Villarreal playing in the Champions League which was a huge game and he just seemed like quite annoyed about it that apparently he was like the front runner to take the job he was like ready to take it he was going to be the next Newcastle manager and then he said in his press conference like uh, you know there, there's not even been an offer of I, I know of interest but there's no like advanced development so he's probably thinking all right well this is a bit you know too soon for me it I'm not really sure what's going on there as as a project and I'm not really sure the direction they're going in. Like and he's not really a manager that's gonna keep you up. He's not a Sam Allardyce, is he? Like he's, he's, he's a bit never classier been in that situation. That. Yeah. Yeah, but like and then so you 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 keep them up, maybe, but then like where you go in sort of long term. I thought they sort of needed someone that was like a bit Premier League battle hardened, like I, I don't Bring know. Back Steve ma- Bruce, I was gonna say, like Steve, <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Steve Bruce, yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve Bruce. They should have kept him with well, the and then suggestion in, of Eddie Howe, like what? yeah, uh, into into the summer, and then got your long term class manager. Mm. So I don't know, yeah. it's, it seems a bit of a mess to me. But well,
0: they're talking about Eddie Howe, yeah, and you're right, like the problem that Newcastle have is they got a championship squad with two Premier League players, so Alisson, Maxman, and Callum Wilson. Yeah. So they need to sort out their defense immediately. Eddie Howe's not gonna not gonna do that. Right. Um, It'd be a shame though, Hannah, if Eddie Howe went to Newcastle because he's so sweet and nice and likable. I don't like the idea of him so taking lovely. evil money.
1: It's well, he he. Although he's linked to them, it's it's like he might not want to to take the job. Like you said, um, Mike, they've they, they've identified as there isn't really a clear plan at the moment. I don't think there's you know, a lot of inexperience there with the the owners. So <clears throat> Eddie Howe hasn't worked since what 2020, um, and I, I just kind of think he might look at that and think that isn't necessarily the the place for me to go for mm. my next appointment. He might not he might decide not to do that. Um, he's got a lot of work to do there and obviously Newcastle fans are, are quite um passionate. So it may be that he doesn't want to do that, but who else are they going to get in? Like who are the other suggestions?
0: I literally like, thought then, I thought when Mike said oh someone about hard I thought oh Steve Bruce and I forgot, oh he was the manager and they fired him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: it's so weird, him. Isn't it? yeah. I mean yeah. you're looking or at Steve. an Allardyce
0: or a Pulis or something. That's the person to keep you in the division. But they've got I mean they've got to they've got to spend 50 60 million pounds on center backs or something at, uh, in January because yeah. they look pretty awful at the moment um Champions League Bayern through I'm obsessed with Bayern Munich by the way I watched the Bayern Munich match on Tuesday just because they I mean every single game you watch Bayern even when they lost in the German cup last week they lost 5-0 so every single game they're averaging I think now this is taking out one cup game where they won 12-0 they're averaging four point two goals a match. It's insane. Which is in the Bundesliga alone, they're averaging three point six goals a game. That's that's mental. Like I I just still don't get why everybody is talking about City and Liverpool because Bayern just seem to score at will against anyone. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, I was doing my little. <laughs> um,
1: don't itch, don't itch.
0: <laughs> um, Juve threw through as well. Liverpool through as well. But Ajax. Have you seen? Have you seen this, Hannah, Dusan Tadic? Did you see this, this clip? No. So Dusan Tadic, right, formerly of Southampton. Um, Ajax looked brilliant, by the way, as well. So he scored uh, the second goal, I think, to put Ajax ahead against Borussia Dortmund last night. But he slid in at the far post. And as he did, his legs went either side of the post
1: no but i don't no. mean like
0: slowly and sort of, sometimes they pull out a little bit it was like and Wait. then because because i didn't notice it at the time <laughs> should have pulled <laughs> out I mean they do 80 effective uh, um that's or not. not
1: i've got two kids <laughs> it's not effective it's not a form of contraception can i also just,
0: just say sorry just officially legally don't get your contraceptive advice from rose uh-huh. Ed. Right. none of us here are qualified to talk about that no. um, or we even talk
1: about his crotch carry on
0: so he slid in but like it was even in slow motion it was like wallop you could see the impact because he ran off holding his winky and I was like that's weird that's like is it like the Simeone celebration where he kind of grabs his cojones <laughs> to show what a man he is and then I watched the slow motion replay and yeah he really Aww. he nailed the boys um Mike there's nothing there's nothing like that pain is there
2: no, and it, I think it's hard to describe um, to to a girl exactly how it feels. Uh, I know you'll say that <laughs> I'm not laughing here, but it's always like the the comparison. Like, oh, men will never go through childbirth and, and the pain of that. But like,
0: oh, blah blah blah, <laughs>
2: like the keeling over in pain. Like, if, you, if especially in football as well. Like on a on a cold Sunday morning, if you ever play Sunday league football? Like the uh, the old boys probably shriveled because it's freezing and getting it hit in that spot is just the worst pain of all well I, it's, it's indescribable it's it makes you really sick straight away
0: and i remember like once getting a, a ball to the crotch it actually hit me uh it didn't hit the 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 boys it actually hit the little corporal right on his tip right <laughs> right on his helmet so to speak and uh, <laughs> and i remember like waiting for play to move on and it was so painful i thought it was bleeding and looking down and like checking it. And like Mike says, it's like a little bullet because it's about three degrees and obviously it's just had a football straight in <laughs> Sport it. Sports stick. <laughs> um, and literally like, oh, that pain getting hit in the groin. But Hannah, is there like right, so how do I put is there an equivalent of like if you get hit in the, you know, the old The flower. The old yeah, the old the old Fanny credit, the old seafood supper. <laughs> is this
1: Seafood Supper? What girls have you been with? <laughs> Mmm,
2: yo sushi. <laughs> oh, Fuck it out. Oh, <laughs> this is my Joe single, by the way. Just, yeah, to, just yeah. to remind anyone. Mm.
0: Yeah, sorry. Um, right, yeah. No, Hannah, does it hurt getting hit there?
1: Well, I'm sorry. I thought you could ask me about childbirth because you two are saying, how many really hurts when your little boys get a little tap with a ball when it's cold on a football it's pitch. Not a tap. Uh, when you give him birth like literally I I turn into a wolverine on both occasions like my veins popped out. it's apparently like breaking seven bones at once when you give birth it's that painful yeah but have you ever had a football
0: on your knob because I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah last Sunday no it wouldn't hurt anyway no but I mean getting like getting hit in the undercarriage well, once I I jumped
1: off um, a hay bale onto a bike and it hit me there and it really hurt. And I, I thought I was um, going to be sick because it was that painful. Um, but that's as close as I can relate to because obviously was, I do not have a dick. What so. were you
2: doing? That's very random. <laughs> yeah, what, from like Yorkshire,
1: a- aren't I? Jumping jump- on hay bales and stuff, and then I, I jumped off the hay bale and tripped and then hit myself in that area on a bike.
2: Oh, I thought you were like on shooting her. some like movie that's and amazing. like you were jumping from the thing onto like a moving bike. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just and at home. Up next,
2: Henry. Oof!
0: Oh. am <laughs> right growler? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that does hurt, does it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so were they? <laughs> there you go. Oh. There you so go. So we're
1: talking about my vagina on the podcast. It's about
0: football. Well, I talk about my willy quite a lot. So yeah, it's you like do. Supposed you to bring, do talk
1: about it a lot.
0: Bring something. Do you don't? Do you have a nickname for your? Um, parts Anna because obviously I've got a nickname for mine did you just call me Anna Hannah do you have a nickname
1: for your parts Anna
0: (laughs) but do you is that something that you've ever
1: well no because especially because I've got two little boys they understand it's like a winky and a flower um but they like to go ask girls to see their flowers in the toilets so I've had to have a chat with them about it you know because they're young but they're so intrigued by everything that's what kids do though they all show each other their willies (laughs) Yeah, in the toilets. the teacher phoned me the other week about my firstborn to say that they'd, there's a group of them all showing each other their willies in the toilets. And I all, I, did, all I cared I I I about was, I was like, Bradley, yeah. was yours the biggest, eh? <laughs> I
0: hope so. <laughs> and it's just like, you know what kids are like? He's just taking like kids into the toilet and see their flower and showing his willie to kids. You know what they're like, oh, my. Then do a bit of handwriting. Oh, my. <laughs> you
1: know what school's
0: like? Bloody, I mean, your your yeah. children, I mean, I, they're two of my, as I said to you before, they're two of my favourite humans in the world. I'm a bit worried that they're going to grow up to be criminals, but, <laughs> but they are absolutely hilarious.
1: Well, the other day they got, um, they went into my uh, handbag and got um, a tampon out with an applicator. So they, they thought the applicator, when you open it out, this hard piece of plastic, they thought it was um, a water pistol. So they both got one. They've been walking around the house They're like, oh, psh, psh, psh. and I was like, oh my God, what have they got? Like, where did you get that from? They were like, out of your handbag, you had water pistols. Now, I don't know where the actual tampons are, because obviously they weren't used before Joe's like, oh, where's that used? They weren't, um, but I don't know where they are. So I'm like, I'm going to go to a shop and try and pay for something and like a tampon's going to fall out on the floor and I'll be really embarrassed. But they slept with the tampon applicators for two nights
0: really kids are really weird (laughs) they're they're really weird (laughs) especially my kids (laughs) um that reminds me I was once walking down the street and I um and I walked I was like I couldn't mistake it and I saw on the floor like a a condom in its wrapper so like unopened just lying in the middle of the street and I just thought oh no so someone's obviously been like the girl's called (laughs) up and been like Come on then, big boy. Do you like? Do you want to come over? And he's gone running around. And then when he's got there, he's like, "No." <laughs> oh.
2: Well, as as, as Joe told us, pull out method eighty percent effective. So maybe, yeah. maybe he was a lucky eighty percent,
0: 80 percent effective.
1: Maybe time. Rose
0: yeah. Ed liable for any childcare costs that arise from <laughs> you trying the uh, pull
2: out method. Um, sad. Mike Jeff Stelling's leaving Sky Sports. What, what's what's happening? It's really sad. He's. I think he's um moving on. I don't really know why but he's been like the soundtrack to my Saturdays for forever. I think he's that's been nice doing phrase. it 25 years he's been doing it. I can't believe it. And there's been like some stellar stelling lineups like him with like Phil Thompson and and uh, Matt Latissier and Merson. I think that was my favorite sort of period. That's that's what I grew up watching. And yeah, it's a bit like a end of an era and who on earth is going to fill his mm. his boots? I've got no idea because I've watched the BT Sports version, and it's just not the same. It's not, it's nowhere near. So I I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting. It's hard to follow it, isn't it? To follow that, it's such an institution. And as you know, Mike, I used to host uh, The
0: Score on Love Sport Radio, which was a similar (laughs) format, right? And it wasn't, it wasn't a bad show. Like it was all right. But to do that, getting the scores coming from around the grounds, obviously I might have a good two minute run and then I would just get confused and just, and obviously just start talking about willies and bums and stuff. (laughs) And like to hold your concentration like he does for like three hours and all the build up and all the post stuff and to do it so flawlessly and also off just off the top of your head. And it's not stuff getting fed to him in ear because it's too quick. Like about, oh, yeah, there's been a goal at Priestfield. So don't you know, this is Gillingham's third goal in the second half after blah, blah, blah. And like literally just been up, right, there's been a goal at Brentford. It's an unbelievable skill. And I genuinely can't think of a single broadcaster in Britain that could do it. I really can't.
2: There you Me. go. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be impossible to follow up. I think just like the the, the energy he has and you know, he's he's got humour, but he's an absolutely brilliant broadcast. He's just got it all. Like he's got a great relationship with uh with, with all the other presenters. And I, I thought this season when they got rid of um Charlie Nicholas and uh and and the others, I thought it was gonna go downhill, but I think Stellan just holds it all together. I, he's I, the, I really he's think the he sell. does. Yeah, absolutely and it's just like just watching it it's so like manic and so brilliant and he never falters and um you know you've got brilliant moments in there like like, like the Cami Chris Kamara um with the with with the ghost goal and he didn't see it and mm. it's just like it's just things that like, institutions <laughs> in British football that will never be lived down and that came mm. from from Soccer Saturday so yeah I'm quite sad to be honest. Finally, we've been yeah. putting up quite a lot of content on our social media recently
0: about toes and feet um i've been getting quite a lot of reaction from people actually about how disgusting it is and i thought your show was about football and stuff so i think it's time we double down and do some more toe content
1: um maybe we've all secretly got a foot fetish
0: Toe Zed, the definitive soccer podcast. There we go. <laughs> uh, Neil Warnock is about to break Darío Gradi's record for the most games managed in English football. I mean, he's, he's just broken it, actually. Neil Warnock has just broken Darío Gradi's record for the most games managed in uh, English football. It's 1,602, which is pretty amazing. Um, I love a bit of Neil Warnock. He's absolutely nuts, but that's incredible to, to last that long. But more importantly, Stan Collymore tweeted when he had a trial at Notts County in 1988, Neil was the manager and he walked into the dressing room and he was cutting the first team players' toenails. Why? Why can't they do it themselves?
1: Yeah, surely they get a beautician round to to sort that out.
0: Would well, not necessarily a beautician, just do it, do it themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, but footballers, you know. Um, it, it's really weird. So when I used to work on Bid TV, the shopping channel, right, which was horrendous. I mean, it's finished now, so I can say that it was just the worst job I've ever had. People used to send me, uh, I actually closed, I had a Twitter account at the time, and I actually closed the account because uh, I used to get so many messages from people asking to buy my shoes. So
2: what? I'd um, do
1: a show um, which would be selling absolute Shit. So we like come in for a close up of a a ruby ring and the ruby would have fallen out the ring onto the floor. And they're like, come into you in three, two. And it's like, now, if you're thinking of getting a a gift for a friend, a sister, a brother, a cousin, a dad, a grand, whatever, somebody that's dead, if you want to get them a gift, buy this. (laughs) And then it's like, we can't see that. We can't see the ring. And it's like, yeah, that's because it's, it's broken. (laughs) Um, But people would, at that point, when they zoom in on your hands or around your body area, they would cut the pictures of your feet and then make it into a clip and um, put it onto YouTube. And then you get loads of messages from people saying, oh, can I buy your shoes off you for 500 quid?
2: Why, so wh- why are they doing this, Hannah?
1: They just want your shoes, your feet. They've got a foot fetish. No, but
2: why, wouldn't, why were they cutting clips of your feet? Because they like the feet. They like because they just feet. like
1: the feet. They just love uh, feet. That's so curvy.
2: So
0: this...
1: Yeah. So then they they say I'll give you five hundred quid for a pair of your shoes. So Andy East used to be like, go to Primark, get a pair of shoes for a fiver. I'll rub my feet in them. Okay. After fiver side, get them all sweaty. Post <laughs> them. Get five hundred quid for it. Also, and it's like I don't want to do that. Pr-
0: Primark, surely. <laughs> Primark. It's Primark? Isn't Primark. It Mark?
1: Primark? <laughs> What's Primark? Ask your friend Matt Carlton. He'll say Primark. I That's
0: don't what care what? what anyone from North Allerton no. thinks
2: about how to pronounce <laughs> anything. <laughs> Wait, are, you, are you being serious Hannah? You actually think it's called Primark?
1: <laughs> I thought you were on about people saying they give me 500 quid for a pair of my shoes. That I could have bought for uh, four quid from more Primark. Shocking
0: oh do you want to go and do the shopping down <laughs> or <maybe> Tea breeze <laughs> let's go to tea school <laughs> no, what a revelation but this comes up quite a lot wow. i was working with a, another presenter this week and she said that people are always dming her on instagram asking for photos of her feet and the makeup yeah. artist was like yeah that happens to me quite a lot as well it's, a it's thing. so weird i don't really feel one way or the other about feet
2: <laughs> do you mike I mean, I th- I kind of feel like the, the people that are hating on you, Joe, for all this feet content, I feel like they might actually love it. I feel yeah. like they're, yeah, they they're having hard. a go at you to sort of like wind you up. So you do more feet content. Then that way they get more feet content. And I, it's, it's weird. I yeah. don't mind
0: if <laughs> listeners and viewers want to send us pictures of their feet. Like, If anyone it, wants to give us uh, 500
1: quid for our shoes, I'd... And do that. Yep.
0: You can have a photo yeah, you can have a photo of my like long ET toe that I've got. Because you know <laughs> how long and weird toe? my fingers are. <laughs> like that's the party finger. Look at that. That is mental. <laughs> we have seen info. it
2: inside a, a men's sex toy. Oh <laughs> we well,
0: yeah. Um but I'll send you me
2: and Mike will send you photos of like, I bet Mike's feet are really hairy. So I think if I actually send you pictures of my feet, you might actually think I'm oh, Mr. Tomlis. I think they're like so I bet are they are they like socks, <laughs> little socks they are like um if you have you ever seen those shoes that people use for like running sometimes it's like um yeah they're, they're like in the yeah. like in the shape of i don't know what they are but you, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's like an individual thing for every toe, toe. slots yeah yeah toe yeah. slots like they're basically like that
1: would you um would you lick somebody's toes in your family or would you bite their toenails off if if you needed to
2: no, absolutely not. Would would you you cut you, when, when would you ever need Why to? Why would I need to? What's, when would that come the scenario? Up? Just
1: for the purpose of the chat, you know, we're doing we're doing topon here. No, so. no. That's I would
2: disgusting. lick. I
0: I would lick. Right, family members too weird. But I would probably lick a like a stranger's feet for money.
1: Or would you? If your girlfriend said to you, "Listen, I really want you to lick my toes because it'd really get me off." Would you do it?
0: I might do. Give it a little like. I probably wouldn't suck them. I wouldn't want it in my mouth like a dummy because I wouldn't be. Like, I know.
2: Like,
0: uh. <laughs> that was my uh, own finger and it made me feel ill. Uh, Look, Mike, would yeah. you if your girlfriend, Mike, right, if she asked you to suck her big toe for thirty seconds and you've got to make eye contact with her while you do it, would you do it? How much does she pay me?
1: And put your tongue underneath the toenail. Oh, oh Hannah. That's too sorry. Far.
2: <laughs> it could be like athlete's foot or anything. God knows what you're getting into there. Dirty. V- <laughs> <laughs> Hannah
0: Hannah, every single time. Vote Hannah. Hannah out. Um, Right, okay. Well, um, if you want to get in touch, send us toe photos or, as Hannah says, you want to send us some money for photos of our toe or Mike's hairy little trotters. My pre-mark toes. Well, yeah, if you want to get down, you want some used socks and pre-mark, then it's (laughs) at Rosed Soccer on Twitter, at Rosed Pod on Instagram and TikTok. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. You can find us there. Um, Thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Cheers